Welcome, Feathered Friends. We are back for another episode of Busting the Pack. Step inside my black and white world and let your grey matter spark a fantasy of never giving up, fighting for a worthy cause. This podcast is proudly sponsored by the WA Magpies Collingwood Supporters Group. In this episode, I interview a WA Magpies member who works for the Indigenous Management Group. There are details on how you can get involved at the Herdsman Tavern in Wembley. And you have an opportunity to win a $50 Jim's Pool Services voucher, which is valid for a range of Jim's services just by simply recording a rendition of the intro theme song that you just heard and emailing it to bustingthepack at gmail.com. Well, on with the show. My next guest on the podcast is a mad Collingwood supporter and has been all his life. He has been to several of the Collingwood Grand Finals and on his mum's side of the family, that's where it all began. Also, he loves the WA Magpies, brings the kids and his wife along, and they celebrate hard together. And coinciding with NADOT Week, he currently works at the Indigenous Management Group as a business advisor. Welcome to the podcast, Damien Cooper. Thanks, Jason. Nice intro. So let's let's start. Where did it all begin? Uh, where did it all begin? In with... terms of uh, being a, a, a passionate Collingwood supporter. I think... Based uh... in Melbourne, I might add. Yes. Yeah, based in Melbourne. Um, I think uh, being a Collingwood supporter and being passionate go hand in hand. You can't be one without the other. Um, so it all started, my mum's side of the family are very passionate Collingwood supporters. So uh, my uncle and my aunties and my grandparents were, or are, and my cousins are passionate Collingwood supporters. Many stories back to the Vic Park days and many old grand finals. Um, I think between the family, we've probably never missed a Collingwood Grand Final since the the nineteen forties. So, um, <laughs> wow. so yeah, and it goes back pretty deep. And um, the passionate, well, you know, you either love hate, you have a love Collingwood or you hate them. So, yeah, those that hate us <laughs> makes us more passionate about them, I guess. Absolutely, and. Um... So in terms of um, these grand finals that you've attended, yeah, give me a little bit of a insight when you're at the 1991 and we hadn't won for 32 years. Yeah, so um, funny story there. I was actually my mum and I went to that game, and that was before the Southern Stand got rebuilt, and so the roof was already removed, and there was just poles sticking up with with no roofs on top. Um, but we actually got. Uh, given those tickets by Carlton members. So we're sitting in the Carlton uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the Carlton Social Club area cheering for Collingwood and, and they were obviously cheering for Essendon being Carlton. Yeah. But um, so I think I was about 14 at the time. Um, you know, you, you, you hear the stories about the losses of the, of the 80s and early 80s, um, but obviously I was too young to really experience that. So it was really my first my first grand final experience being a, a Collingwood supporter. And um, yeah, after the game, it was pretty much this shock, 
a lot of grown people crying, grown men crying. That's what I remember the most. Just the, you know, I, I was I was right. celebrating early in that last quarter, and um, everybody was just quiet. We're too scared to start cheering and celebrating in case they lost the, lost another grand final. So that's what I remember most about that game, and obviously the fight at quarter time. But that was on the other end of the ground. But oh, who would forget, who's gonna forget that? Gee, once um once Gavin Brown got got knocked out. And the way that we just rallied around. Yeah. And I'll never forget it because I, I saw trainers running onto the ground. Yeah. Having, yeah. It was, I mean, it was, yeah, you, you just wouldn't get away with it these days. But, no. But, yeah, no, it was a... And, and Dacos's goal just to just to get us underway because, yep. you know, we, we kind of needed that spark. Yeah, it was a bit of a, a slow know, first quarter. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, after quarter time, it was just one-way traffic after that. And so you're saying um, on your you're saying like on your mum's side of the family, this is where the this is where the Conwood kind of indoctrination began. Yep, yep. So um, my mum's parents were were mad Conwood supporters. I was the the first born. Uh, in my family, so I think it was guaranteed that I was going to be a Collingwood supporter. My dad's actually a Carlton supporter, which made for a lot of fun during Collingwood Carlton games. <laughs> um, there was always uh, arguments <laughs> during the game yeah. and after the game. Um, and obviously, my my son, oh, sorry, my uh, my brother, he he went to Carlton, obviously being the second born. But um, but yeah. Yeah, like I said, in uh, just after your intro, you know, Nana and Papa are at Vic Park every week watching the games. Um, you know, you hear the stories of the of the early eighties grand finals and and mum and dad attending those and Yeah, definitely. So I believe that your wife Lisa, she was a huge Collingwood fan. And so how did you actually how did you actually meet? Was it to do with Collingwood or was that just We actually met uh, in in Melbourne, in Richmond Street in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, I actually remember the day quite clearly. I'd just been at Etihad Stadium back in those days and watched Collingwood beat, uh, Collingwood beat Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever someone asks me um, how Lisa and I met, I always start with Collingwood beat Adelaide at uh, Etihad Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> start it from there. But, um, yeah. but yeah, we, we, we met a, a late night out and... And, you know, she said she was a Collingwood supporter and it was love at first sight after that. And um, got to meet her yeah. family and there. Her family's all mad Collingwood supporters. I might have to get her right reply. <laughs> it just seems a little bit too, too simple. <laughs> but, uh, she'll be, she'll... Imagination, uh, audience. <laughs> um, oh, she might have a different story, but I'm sticking to mine. But... Uh... <laughs> No, nah, but her Hers family might be more creative. More creative, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that black and white. It's yeah. in your blood. It's in your blood, exactly. It affects other people, <laughs> whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, obviously, you you know you love the WA Magpies, going to their um, going to their uh, functions, bringing the um, bringing the family along. Your kids, Marley, Zeph, and um, Bella. Yep. I always see them from time to time. I know you're young and loves running out after kick a goal. <laughs> yeah, I and, think um, you know flying his flag and and, and that's you know that, that's a big part about you know what what the WA Magpies you know 
the functions, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a welcome, welcoming family environment. Yeah. Um, you know, I, yeah, sure, we get carried away at times, um, but we try not to, you know, get too abusive. <laughs> nah. Yes. Um, again, it can be very easy in the heat of the moment. Yeah. You know, I always try and at a minimum try not to actually, you know, bag my own players. <laughs> Because yeah. I know, I know there's quite a few people they can be like that. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, you don't, you don't realize how small the margins are when you're yeah. out there with the modern game. Yeah. And just there's just so much little like um, room for error. Yeah. Well, you just don't have the time to really second guess. Yeah. Um, because you know the way they can press up with these, um, you know, front on defenses. Yeah. It's, um. And it's a lot faster game these days as well. Oh, it's a lot. Yeah. And they're running up to one end and then slingshot and all of a sudden they're running back and all of a sudden it's a race. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. Um, you know, it's very much these days athlete first, footballer. Yeah. yeah. Second. 100%. And you can see that. It doesn't always bode well for their goal kicking. And, but you can see that at the start of the, of the, the women's game. Yeah. A lot of teams yeah. went for the traditional footballers. And mm. I think Fremantle, the women's team, yeah. they went for the athletes. And they, they, they were starring in that first year of women's football. But the men's game is very similar. It's just yeah. athlete. You've got to be able to run. Um, yeah. you know, obviously, the, the kicking skills are very important. But um, the ability to run and just run all day is good. But again, and, yeah. and obviously, they really tightened up on this um, dangerous tackling. Yeah as well um which is good and also it's very hard at the same time because you know it's that second motion the only the only reason you, that's kind of like sort of um ingrained in you is because you know you're going to look like the fool if they wriggle out of that initial tackle yeah so that's why you do that second motion but obviously now you can't do it and it looks it, i mean i've seen it a few times now it almost looks like they're gently putting him to bed. <laughs> yeah. You know, these big fierce tackles are now like, lay me down to sleep. Yeah. You know, kind of Just thing. drop you nice and carefully. So um, so in terms of the um, the WA Magpies yep. functions, now there's one, that, there's one that sticks out for me, and I know you and the family were there that night, and um, because the um, because the elimination final was at... Um, was at Optus Stadium. Um, we only had like a few members. Yeah. And we weren't actually in the main, um, our usual main room at Hyde Park. Yep. Because um, there was some other um, function going on. And yeah, it was the 2020 elimination final between the Pies and the Eagles. And Coxie, it does. He wouldn't yep. do anything for a while, quite a while, and people were like, "Hey, yes, this and all that." Yeah. You know, oh, he's just still, he's just still like riding on the coattails of the twenty eighteen when he, you know, when he single handedly just dismantled Richmond. Yeah. Um, and Walla, what does he do? He kicks the first three goals of this <laughs> elimination final and just takes the game by the scruff yep. of the neck. Um, what do you recall from watching that game? And it was pretty heated. We had the, we had some Eagles support yep. there. And, uh, yeah, we almost got into it. To... And there was never really a big margin either. It was, nah. It was, there was no rest. It was a close game. I remember, remember that. It was, it was a close game. in the end. Yeah. And I do remember, like what you're saying, Coxie did have a, one of his uh, finals games. He always seems to step up for. 
he does, yeah. But, um, sure. yeah, we had a few. There was a table there. Now, they were getting a bit rowdy with us. And... Actually, now it's sort of coming back to me a bit because I think you had to – you had to have some choice words, and then I think security yeah. was. So I was like, well, who is this Damien guy? <laughs> I'll well, look okay. after you, mate. Don't be worried. I'm not a violent guy, but I'll look after you. Yeah, they were getting a bit uh, bit loud, a bit. The language was a bit questionable. Yeah, they were getting a bit. Loud. And I had they were the, getting a bit aggressive. Yeah. Definitely. The alcohol had kind of kicked in towards the end of the game for them. Yeah. And the uh, I, I was responsible. Yeah. <laughs> I was responsible. But, you know, with kids around. Yeah, exactly. Um, we, had to, we had to try and shut that down. and But we did have our own little section. Although yeah, there wasn't many of us, we did our own little section. And they we did, yeah. came into our section because the yeah. place was full. And that's what kind of frustrated me a bit. Because the good thing about the WA Magpies is that it is a safe environment for yeah. Collingwood and supporters to cheer. And, and we don't mind if we have opposition, mm. um, you know, it just adds to the theatre. Yeah, it you know, does. You don't want it to be like this partisan, yeah. you know, everyone's... I mean, that, that the only time that was was when um, I got to interview uh, Craig McRae a few weeks ago. <laughs> and I'll never forget it. This one guy, he, he, he kind of goes through from the other area of the pub and he says... Um, yeah. He says, I'll oh, go Eagles or something. Yeah. You always get those people <laughs> that just try. And then I actually said from the stage, and I went, I started going, na, 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 <laughs> na, 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 hey, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> and then Craig McCray didn't, didn't miss a beat. And <laughs> nah, he joined in. He told him to, uh, he told him where to go in he a subtle did. way. Yes, in his diplomatic way, for sure. Yeah. So, can you think of any other like uh, games that sort of stick out? That you've watched as a WA Magpie? Well... You know, obviously the 2018. Yeah. Um, I was actually at that game, so... Yeah. Unfortunately, um, oh, that was, that was a good was game. Was it really last year when you were, like, going, oh... oh the Carlton game. defibrillator because... That Carlton game, the last game of the home and away season. Oh. When, um, oh. Billy Alec kicked the, kicked the last goal. Mm. There was a lot of games last year and this year that have been close. That, um, Definitely, more so last year. Let's hope there's not as many this yeah. year. <laughs> but it brings the, it brings the, the crowd together. Mm, and we're all, sure. after the game, we're all cheering and yelling and high-fiving each other. And, and that's, what, you know, that's what makes it so great, the WA Magpies, is that yeah. you know, those kind of moments, we're all, we do kind of come closer because of those moments. Yeah. And we're all celebrating together. And um, and that's what makes it enjoyable, you know, because we don't get to go to the games that often. So you want to celebrate no, with sure. celebrate with fellow supporters. And I got to take my uh, dad to the um, the Collingwood Eagles game uh, a few weeks ago, <laughs> and uh, his name's John Noble. Oh, okay. By the way, <laughs> yeah. and uh, turns out that uh, Peter's got us tickets second row. Yeah. Like behind the goals, and so John Noble, he's doing his practice kickouts and whatnot. And there's always a couple of kids like yelling, at, John Noble, John yeah. Noble. So he's always got a bit of a cult following. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, he's just such a hard nut and he never stops. And, I mean, you saw it again towards the end of um, last, last week's game. Some yeah. Of his, like, you know, just some of his efforts were. Eight tackles. Yeah. And this is the last quarter. Yeah. You know, usually, you know, it, most people, you know, they're out on their feet. And I finally got his attention after like, yelling his name about four times. <laughs> And he looks back and I, and I point at my dad and I said, 
that's another John Noble. <laughs> and he looked at me like weird. And he kind of like went, uh, and then I went back to his, <laughs> to his work. So, yeah, my dad, he really enjoyed that day. That was his first game at Optus Stadium as well. Also, um, you know, coinciding with uh, NADOP Week, uh, which I believe starts on, I think it's July 2 to 9. Yep. If I'm correct. So you currently work at Indigenous Management Group as a business advisor. Yep. So is there anything you'd like to elaborate in terms of um, yeah, like so the fulfilling aspects that you have got out of out of this role, which you've been doing for a fair few years? Yeah, so I've been here uh, probably about 2019 with Indigenous Management Group. Um, our main purpose is to try and empower Aboriginal people to own their own businesses and and supply a um, an overhead support that covers accounting, finance, marketing, engineering, tendering, management systems, logistics. So really given that platform for them to really grow their business um, and really given that platform for longevity and sustainability. And, um, yeah, and so there's, you know, particularly over in Western Australia, up, up north, there's a lot of mining contracts that are, that are going to Aboriginal people. You know, we take them on that journey of helping them with the negotiations of that contract, de-risk the contract, get finance, the challenges of finance, um, get their equipment onto site and then and then build their business from there. And so, you know, three, four years later, a lot of our clients now are buying houses and buying cars. We had one guy right. just recently buy his first house at the age of 62. And we've got certain strategies that we do in terms of helping with uh, home ownership via the business and take advantage of those kind of um, avenues that take away the need for a deposit and things like that. Right. So, yeah, it's 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 great fun. It's challenging. It's um it's pretty fast paced because we're dealing with multiple businesses, and you know we manage a lot of risk, and we do that by making sure that we're on top of everything, mm-hmm. particularly cash flow. Yep. So you know it's very rewarding for me personally. It's very rewarding just watching people go on this journey and and see the successes at the end and all the hard work they've got to put in themselves um, as well as us supporting them. So so how did you actually find yourself um, beginning, beginning yeah. your journey at this management group? So, yeah, no, it's a good question. So I, I never really encountered the Aboriginal culture or Aboriginal people in Melbourne. So um, my, my background is in accounting and, and business management. And so um, when was it? So I moved here in 2010 from Melbourne, 2013, I think it was, 2014. I was a CFO of a, a lower tier mining company up in, up in the Pilbara. And we did a, a joint venture with an, an Aboriginal lady. And that was my, really my first experience within the, the Aboriginal space. And um, you know, then I faced all those challenges about finance and, and the challenges that you kind of see the Aboriginal people encounter in the Aboriginal space, which you which you're kind of blinded to as a, as a, as a well, I was as a, as a white fellow. And, yeah. and then, um, and then I just went, you know, I, I can do a lot more here. I can, I can, you know, I'm lucky enough to have been well-educated. I've had a lot of privileges in life, you know, mm. thanks to my parents. Yeah. But um, that a lot of people don't get. And I just yeah. kind of looked at it and gone, well, these people have a, a massive opportunity and a bit disappointed. It'll be, sad to see those opportunities disappear without the right support and so I just just kind of looked at it from that angle and and just went from there and then I met you know the owner of of Indigenous Management Group Judd 
who's a, who's a pretty yeah. intelligent Aboriginal man. He comes from a, a more of an engineering management systems background, whereas I'm more finance and accounting. So, Yeah, and what I like how you've explained that is there's like this, you know, you've got, you've got that business background, but what I can really see there from you is, you know, there's, there's a, a bit of like humanity about yourself in not just saying what would yeah. be good, is actually doing doing something about it. Yeah. Because you have those skills. Yeah. Um, which I think is not really the um is not really the norm so much these days. Um so it's good to hear those kind of stories. Yeah. Um we we have that opportunity where you can see you can see potential and improving things and actually being able to to yeah. do something about it. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, they say, Oh, we should do this, do that, do that and it's just it's just one constant talk first after yeah. another. Nothing gets done. Yeah. It's a report that's, you know, dusty in a drawer, that kind of you know, that kind yeah. of illustration. That's um, true. That's so. true. and that's what we build our ethos about, I guess, is you know, mm. strong on the ethics. Yeah. Strong on doing doing what we say, delivering what we say, and always, you know, constantly trying to improve how we deliver, trying to find new initiatives on how we can make that just that process of, of getting finance to start the business a lot easier for for Aboriginal people in particular. So, okay, yeah, it's good fun. Like I said, it's 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 challenging, it's rewarding. Yeah, you know, you come to work and you go home and you and you're absolutely tired at the end because you're constantly jumping around. It's good fun. Keeps you on your toes. Keeps you on your toes exactly. <laughs> so before I close the interview, is there anything you would like to say to the busting the pack audience? Uh, busting the pack audience. I'm assuming most of the busting pack audience is WA Magpies members. So, well, that's where it all begins. That's where it all begins. Yeah, but sure. um, oh, just a big shout out to Peter and the and the committee. Um, they're doing a great job raising the profile of WA Magpies. Um, I'm very appreciative that there's a there's an environment I can take my kids to that's safe mm. and they can cheer and and generally generally the 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 um, Supporter groups are very, uh, very respectful of each other. So the, the language is quite good. And so yeah. it makes it makes it easy to take the family. The yeah, kids love it. Yeah. Marley loves jumping out the front with his flag when the goal <laughs> gets kicked. Yeah, no, I'm just very appreciative of WA Magpies and giving us the chance to to share the excitement of, of the journey of the Collingwood Footy Club. And just one more thing on the WA Magpies. Um, a lot of people may not actually know that um, outside of... Um, Victoria, the WA Magpies is is the biggest interstate Collingwood supporter group in Australia. Yeah. So that's and it's growing. Yeah, and that's and that's what it's about. It's growing. Well, it's I getting can... the families involved. Yeah. Um, you know, able to do functions like just just recently with Craig McRae. And that's a big win. That was a absolutely. A, you know, we got to meet him. Yeah. You know, we're very we're very lucky to have. And then a couple of weeks later. We've got Scott Cummings in seeing yeah. our um, quiz and auction night that I um yeah I mean that was just an idea I had like there's a buy Ralph the Collingwood let's do something different yeah but yeah it was it was a it was a different environment I think we got just under fifty people oh that's and good Scott Cummings is yeah, he's <laughs> a funny guy he's always a hoot so yeah um thanks for uh, having a chat Damien. no thanks for uh thanks for inviting me onto the uh, bus in the pack my pleasure Brody Mycheck here spitting some truth. When I heard the Busting the Pack intro theme song for the first time, it fired me up so much. Now I want to listen to it before I go out and do battle for the Mighty Pies and bust some packs for real.
Check out the podcast at the WA Magpies Facebook and web pages. Go Pies! Getting hectic at the Herdsman Tavern. The Herdsman Tavern in Wembley is the venue for the WA Magpies in 2023. You can find the Black and White Army in the sports bar, screaming at the big screen for all the Collingwood games this season. Become a WA Magpies member to receive game day selected drink specials and 20% off food and non-discounted drinks. And let's not forget the always entertaining margin tipping competition when the final siren is about to sound, giving the winner with the exact game margin a $50 food and drink voucher. Tickets are only $1. In addition, there is a prize of a Meat Lovers Paradise $100 voucher given away when a raffle is held. You have to be in it to win it. Anyone is welcome, so come on down and let's get hectic at the Herdy. Are you having trouble getting that sparkle back into your pool? Jim's Pool Care can help out with any pool problem. With just one call, Jim's Pool Care mobile pool shops will respond to any pool equipment problems. We can repair or replace all leading brands of pool equipment, such as pumps, chlorinators or automatic pool cleaners. So if you're thinking pools, think Jim's. Call 131546. Or Google Jim's Pool Care and book online. Busting the Pack Theme Song Competition By now you've heard the intro theme song for this podcast. But now it's over to you. Your homework is to create a rendition of the song, however you choose. Shout it with a friend. Sing an a cappella all by yourself. The only limits are your imagination. Send your recording to bustinthepack at gmail.com and the best entry will receive a $50 Jim's Pool Services voucher which is valid for a range of Jim's services. Get those thinking caps on! In the next episode I will be announcing our winners of the intro theme song rendition competition. There will be another special guest interview and I will give a review of emceeing the WM Magpies first country function in Donnybrook when the Pies take on the Fremantle Dockers this weekend. Well, until next time, feathered friends, always remember passion, persistence, perspective. This is Dr. J signing off. Thanks for listening.